Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's Chris from the Bills Dudes. We have a magnificent Bills Jets postgame pod. I'm going to break down some numbers for the Bills this year. They are 5-2, and two, and some people are saying they're a fake 5-2. and two. I'm going to tell you why people are saying that. Also, I'm going to break down the defense. I like what they did in the second half. They did a lot more things that I wanted them to do the last couple games. Also, Josh Allen. Josh Allen is struggling with one part of the game, with one sort of defense that he's seeing. I'm going to let you know what that is. All right? You're going to love this pod. It's great. Good info here. All right. Oh, hey, you know what else? Pepsi. That's right. The unofficial sponsor of the Bills Dudes podcast. Sundays are made for Pepsi. But you know what other days are made for Pepsi? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Those are also wonderful days to have a Pepsi. Amazing days to have an ice cold glass of Pepsi. Have it with a sub. Have it with some wings. Have it while you're binge watching a show on Saturday night. Um, have some with, on, on a Sunday afternoon to celebrate the win. Throw a little booze in there. Why not? We won 18-10. That's something. You should have been having a Pepsi with some booze in it. Pepsi's great. Pepsi's made for us fans of the Bills Dudes podcast. It's made for fans of the Buffalo Bills. So drink your Pepsi. Enjoy. And drink in this amazing field goal-inspired victory by the Buffalo Bills. Pepsi. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Chris from the Bill Suit. Tyler Bass has a question for you guys. Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Can I what, Tyler? Kick it? Can I kick it? What's that, Tyler? Can I kick uh-huh. it? Can I kick it? Okay. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Chris from the Bills Dudes. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for tuning in. I'm with you here the day after the Bills defeat the Jets 18 to 10. We're going to break down the game. I'm going to give you some some day after numbers. I'm going to tell you how I feel about this team. And I want to know how you feel. So hit me up at Bills Dudes on Twitter. DM me. Send me some messages. I'll break down your questions. Okay. Here we go. Now, that one didn't go as planned, did it? I didn't say that we wouldn't score a touchdown, that we wouldn't punt, and we'd still win. Which actually, that didn't happen since 1941. 1941 was the last time a team won a game without punting and without scoring a touchdown. Okay, that's what a spectacular thing that was. It was like the unicorn game. It's the Tyler Bass game. Where were you? for the Tyler Bass game, all right? You're gonna tell your kids these stories, your grandkids, your great-grandkids. Where were you when Tyler Bass kicked his sixth field goal after going six for eight, turns to the Jets' sideline, barks something, then flexes on them? Where were you for that moment? Kind of ridiculous, yeah. So we didn't score 30 points, all right? but. Our defense kind of showed up in the second half. 
which was gave me some kind of optimism heading into next week. All right. Okay, so first let's talk big picture. Okay, the Bills are five and two. They have control of the AFC East at the moment, and they're headed towards their first hosting their first home playoff game in decades, which is wonderful. Which is wonderful. So there's a little bit of a conversation going around Twitter. Um, somebody had a stat that said uh, 14 out of 19 teams that started the season at five and two and have a negative point differential, which the Bills do have. I believe they're, they're minus 18. They've been scored 18 more points than they've scored. 71% um, of those teams don't make the playoffs. So there's a little bit of an attitude where is this a fake five and two? Is this a good team? And I do think point differential does make a difference, and it's something you look at. Go to the, the standings um, and just look at the top teams in the league. They have a great point differential. I mean, you look at your Tampas, you look at your Kansas Cities, you look at your Titans. I mean, Baltimore, they are outscoring teams by a lot of points. And I'm a huge fan of winning the game on offense. I think you put a lot of pressure on inferior teams to pass the ball and do things they feel uncomfortable doing. You make them one-dimensional, and I think that's how you can run up the score. And I would love to see that. I think McDermott gets a little bit too conservative and we find ourselves sweating out these tight games. You saw what happened in that Rams game that was a little bit too close for comfort. And even last year you had the Bengals game and the Dolphins game. And, and this year you had the other Dolphins game where we, we had to really sweat that game out as well. Without that third and nine play action touchdown to John Brown, we who knows? We may have lost that game. So I'd like to see the Bills score some more points. Are we a fake five and two? That remains to be seen. We we gave up a lot of points against Tennessee, which kind of shifted the point differential there. But I, I think we're for real. But I wouldn't put our, our our team ahead of the top four teams in the AFC right now. You got Pittsburgh; they're undefeated. Kansas City number two. Um, I put Baltimore number three, and I put the Titans four. I don't unless we can beat the Titans, we're we're not better than them for whatever reason. We couldn't score on the Titans, and everybody's scoring on the Titans. So we're not there yet. I think we still have a lot of things to improve on. I think they've figured out a move on Josh with the soft zone, and we have to figure out if if, if Josh is uh, if he can beat it, if he's got the confidence to to fit those passes in those tight windows. So is that his kryptonite? Maybe we'll see. But right now, we're, I don't think we're a fake five and two. I think we're real, and I think we're still growing. We're learning. We have this new toy, right? It's like our offense is this shiny new toy. We're just learning how to use it. We're just learning what it does or how it changes the game or how it flips the game script around. So I think once we get comfortable with our shiny new toy and, and our quarterback, I mean, when's the last time we, we've had quarterback that's throwing multiple 300-yard games? Okay, that's a new thing. So let's get used to that. We're not a fake five and two. We're definitely going to make the playoffs. We have control of this division. Of course, we have to win next week to put the nail in the coffin for the Patriots, but we're not a fake five and two team. So overall, I feel good about our situation. I feel good about us being on track to host our first playoff game in decades. This was obviously the get right game. Everybody's talking about, we need this game for a tune-up. You know, we'll, we'll get some players out there. Milano had some reps. He didn't play every play, but he got some, he got some, uh, he got in the field. He got to, uh, you know, test out his injuries, see if he was like, felt like he could go full speed, which he will have to next week because we need that win. Um, how about Dane Jackson? So, like I talked about, we're going to see some younger players on the field, and Dane Jackson had an interception. Now, it's actually 
the second interception of the season, the, the first one was Levi Wallace against the Rams. So it had been a while. And then we also got a late interception from Jerry Hughes. That guy was great in the last two plays. He had a sack, then an interception on back-to-back plays. Shout out to Jerry Hughes. But first half wasn't looking that great, was it? It wasn't. The, the Jets kind of were carving us up, and I'm like, what? what is this? Frank Gore looked like he was 24 years old. He had, what, 30, 40 yards in the first half, and things weren't going great. But the story of this game is second-half defense. Something happened. Something happened. Conspiracy Chris is coming out here, all right? I think that Sean McDermott took over play calling in the second half from Leslie Frazier. It was different, wasn't it? it everything looked different. You had you had blitzers. We talked about this, like, let's put DBs up at the line and, and do a DB blitz. We put a lot of pressure on Darnold and made him, you know, force him into making some decisions to get the ball out which I loved the first half. It was nothing. It was the first half was the same old vanilla defense that we were playing for the past couple weeks. Somebody thinks we can get there with four. We guess what? We can't get there with four. We have to sprinkle in blitzes. So what happened? We blitzed a ton in the second half, right? We had six sacks. That's right. Six sacks. That's crazy. I don't even know if we had six sacks this year going into that game, maybe close. And here's another remarkable stat. The Bills held the Jets to four yards in the second half. Okay. That is, that is a nice stat. Now, that's something you could hang your hat on. So those were a couple of great things that we did on defense. I don't know what we were doing in the first half. And I hope the Bills down the line play that aggressive defense. We have the guys. I mean, on some of those plays, I saw Trey White blitzing. Poyer was coming off the edge blitzing. We have enough guys to run, man. And especially against a quarterback that's inexperienced like Darnold. So he kind of wants to get the ball no matter what. So if we, we're playing man coverage and we have a corner that's going to get there fast, he may throw the ball up for a turnover or whatever. He's, hey, he has less than two seconds to make a decision where he wants to put the ball. So that's what you have to do. Now, the first half was a, a typical situation where the Bills had, a, I believe it was a third and 12, and they put no pressure on Darnold. They didn't blitz. They didn't do anything. And what does he do? He completes a, a nice little drop pass to Barrios to convert a third and 12, okay? And that's what happens when you're not putting pressure on him, and that's what we didn't do. I liked our philosophy in the second half, but Conspiracy Chris is coming in here saying, you know what happened? I'm telling you, McDermott took over in the second half and started calling more aggressive and took over the play call from Leslie Frazier. I don't think it's going to come out. I saw his interview today on Twitter on live, and he didn't say anything about call, take over the play calling. So I looked back into the archives and one of the last times that I remember him taking over play calling was against the chargers. I believe it was our home opener, uh, maybe two years ago, two and a half years ago where we were, they scored 28 points in the first half, and our defense looked terrible. It was Tremaine Edmonds' rookie year. They were throwing a lot of swing passes, and he just got torched. Okay. So beginning in the second half, play calling switched. He admitted he took over Leslie Frazier, and they, they only scored three points. The Chargers only scored three points on the Bills. So that gives me a little indication that something changed, the philosophy changed, and I think McDermott took over and got more aggressive. So – there's something going on behind the scenes with the defense. I think they have some kind of philosophical clash happening that we don't know about yet, but it might come out. Who knows? All right. So that was great. 
It was great to see Dane Jackson get his first interception. I think he played every play on defense. Didn't really notice him, which is great, which means he was covering his man and balls were coming his way. Um, how about A.J. Epineza? Now, that guy came out and he had a half sack. He, he contained the edge a couple of times. He made a nice TFL. So it's great to see these young players coming out. I wanted to see our young players given a chance, getting them hungry to get on the field, get some experience. And I thought this was the game we can do that. And we did. We got, we got those guys working a little bit. So I'm switching over to the offense. Um, we haven't scored 20 points in three weeks, right? That's, that's not great. We, we have to at least believe that if we don't score 20 points, we're not going to win. Minimum goal every week should be 20 points. We've scored 16 against Tennessee, 17 against Kansas City, and 18 against the Jets. Guess what? That ain't going to cut it. That's not going to win you games in the National Football League, okay? We have to score more than 20 points. What's going on with the offense, you might ask? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. First of all, we don't have we don't have a running game. For whatever reason, we can't get it going. Now, Feliciano is on the verge of coming back, and Cody Ford, I think he might be back next week as well. So we'll have our line at full strength, and let's see what we can do, but Running game's not there. We're passing a lot. Now, Josh Allen had 307 yards. It's the quietest 300 yards passing you've probably ever seen. All right? And I think only a few Bills have actually passed for over 300 yards with, without passing for a touchdown. And none of them had won the game until Josh Allen did today. So kudos to him. I saw some stats that said quarterbacks' names like Bruce Matheson, Vince Ferragamo, Joe Ferguson. Now, those go way back. I was kind of paying attention during those days, so I remember those guys a little bit. But Josh was great. He was 70%, 307 yards. He was still doing his thing. But there's an issue that's coming up. There's an issue that's creeping up that teams are starting to figure out. Now, Tennessee gave a little bit of a blueprint for what confuses Josh Allen or maybe strikes at something that Josh Allen doesn't feel too confident about. It's soft zone. So the Titans played soft zone and they mixed up coverage and Josh had a little bit of a, of a problem trying to fit those balls into those tight windows. So what I noticed what they were doing yesterday is on any third and eight or third and six or whatever, they would drop a zone, soft zone back and they'd cover the sticks. So they'd cover where the first down was, which required Josh to actually re first read the soft zone. Secondly, decide where he was going to put the ball in one of those windows. And I think he struggled with that a little bit. That's why you saw him just tucking the ball and running because he wasn't confident letting it fly. He wasn't confident pulling the trigger. So that's one thing that's that's we're going to have to to look at. That's one of those things we're going to have to try to figure out. We got to have counterplays of that. Now, you can do a you can do a play action wide receiver screen, you can do a quick screen to Beasley, a quick slant. We had some of those working in the second half, which was a little bit of a counter to what they were doing. But if you notice, every time we were in the red zone, they would drop a bunch of linebackers and DBs back, and they were just guarding the goal line. They were just basically standing on the goal line. They were conceding, you know, you can get to the two or three, but you're not going to get in the end zone on a pass. And that's where we had a little trouble there. And, and especially it's magnified. It's, it's much, much worse if you're not able to run the ball. So those things were creeping up. And I hope, you know, with the Patriots coming to town, Belichick's going to, he's licking his chops. He's going to exploit that. He's great at that. He's a great schemer. Um, I'll get into the preview later on this week, but 
that's going to be there. And Josh has to make some of those throws. And you know what they're going to do. They're going to confuse you and they're going to drop a defensive end back or a linebacker into that little passing window. And he's going to have to know where that's coming from. And he's going to have to get the ball up much faster before that defender drops into that passing window. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, I guess you weren't happy. Maybe you were happy if you were apple picking. Good for you because guess what? You didn't miss the touchdown. Maybe I should apologize because the game was a little bit closer than I thought it would be. But why should I apologize when I gave you a wonderful recommendation to go apple picking and you probably had a great time with your significant other and to pick some delicious apples and had some cider and had a wonderful day and everybody was happy. Plus you got the Bills win. You didn't miss anything. You just missed six field goals from the Bass Man. That's it. All right. So, you know, I'm not too happy still. I think we got some issues to clean up. Our defense seems like they're rounding in the corner a little bit. But again, this is the Jets. And I think we could finally put to bed the whole Josh Allen, Sam Darnold comparison. All right. Because. I wanted Sam Darnold. I'll admit that. This is my confessional. I was so mad that we didn't trade up to get Sam Darnold. I wanted him so bad. But I think at this point, we'd all rather have Josh Allen. And whether Sam Darnold doesn't have the right pieces or not, or he just maybe doesn't have it in general, that the game, the NFL game just didn't, you know, doesn't click for him. I don't know. He's kind of lost. But I'm really happy that we have Josh Allen over Sam Darnold. That was a huge Sam Darnold guy. But Josh Allen has definitely surpassed Darnold as, as being a, a better talent and a guy you can, you can build a team around. Although the Jets have done an absolutely horrible job of building a team around Sam Darnold. All right. So, you know, my player of the game, I would say, is, uh, is Jerry Hughes. Oh, I mean, on defense. Hang on. I got the offense coming up. Jerry Hughes, he had that. On the last drive where the Jets could have scored a touchdown and, and got a two-point conversion, maybe sent it to overtime, he had a sack and an interception on consecutive plays. He stepped up. I don't know if that – that might be his first sack of the season, but, you know, Jerry Hughes, man, saved the game, came up big. Obviously, the other player of the game is Tyler Bass. He scored all their points. He was six for eight, hit his first 50-yard field goal in the NFL. Ah, Tyler Bass. It's a roller coaster watching him kick, isn't it? You just, you, you never know what's going to happen. And uh, let me tell you something. When that dude lines up on the right hash, you better worry. He is shaky as hell. He doesn't know what he's doing on the right hash. He's either pushing it too far to the right, or you, like you saw yesterday, he pushed that one way to the left. Wow, that was a bad kick. But he's a rookie. Let's be a little bit patient. He's got a good leg. He just has to get his confidence about him. I mean, you remember the first time you were maybe getting out of college and had a job for the first time. You didn't know everything. You're probably going to make a mistake here or there. You're probably nervous. And uh, you got to get your reps in, just like anything. Just get your, You got to get your reps in. You're going to feel more confident, feel more comfortable. And I think that's where Tyler Bass is. I'm going to stick with him. I know a lot of people are saying, you know, he's whatever, he's shaky. But let's, let's just stick with the kid. He's He's going to get better over time. Once he gets his mojo going, I think it's he's really going to benefit us, and he's going to be a kicker here for a long time. So shout out to Tyler Bass, offensive player of the game, Jerry Hughes, defensive player of the game. And 
that's all I got. This game is kind of, you know, bruh, 18-10. What are you going to do? Not the greatest game. We snuck out with the win. The Bills have one of these ugly games every season where they kind of mush their way through a win. This was it. We got it out of the way. It's a division win. It's a it's an AFC win. We are still two games up on the AFC East lead where we can still get this AFC East division title. We need to focus on that. And that's it. That's it. I'm happy with the win. We did. We made some improvements, and we're headed towards New England this week, which is a huge, huge game. So, here's what's here's what's going on with the schedule. I have a trade preview pod, which is some players that I'd like to see the Bills go after and trade for because I think we do still need some help. Let's see if Bean pulls the trigger. And please, no more Panthers. No more Panthers. And then I'll have the uh, Bills Patriots preview coming up on Friday. And we're going to have a uh, special guest for that podcast. So I hope you tune in. I hope you download. I hope you subscribe. Thank you very much. I love you. I love you listeners out there. Hit me up on Twitter at Bills Dudes and uh, go Bills, baby.